mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me in the Quarantine. Um, and oh yeah, give me some background <laughs> vocals so I can lay it down. 
I saw a TikTok of this guy with his daughter and he w- she was singing No More Monkeys Jumping on the Bed, but like mm-hmm. he gave her like a beatbox in the background it. and she was like, no more monkeys. And it was it was like it like it slapped. I was fucking <laughs> into it. Um, Why didn't so you be- send that to me? Oh, that was late last night. We, I, do you think was that, that when was I sent not- you my Titanic one? You didn't send me that? Oh, you did send I me sent that. you the Titanic one. OK, that's been well, my go to. All I know is that you know that I don't go to sleep usually till like three o'clock in the morning. So that is not an excuse. No, but that's my issue because I'm having a hard time sleeping. And I know if I text you, who's going to fucking respond and then just talk to me and then I won't (laughs) then I won't sleep. So like if I'm like committed to not sleeping, then I'll text you late at night. But otherwise, I'm like to say the other day we were. No, I know. (laughs) It was like four (laughs) o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And neither of us said anything. Neither of us were like, wow, it's four o'clock. We should go to bed. Nope, nope, nope. Um, So this is our first episode that we're recording. um, I don't even remember the last time we recorded. We I mean, I don't think there's any like necessarily smooth way to transition and to like address the state of the our country and the state of like the world right now. And I think if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, um, you know that uh, we have talked a lot about race on our podcast and we've talked about race between each other. Um, and if you're following us on our individual (laughs) socials, you know, um, I mean, you, you, you know what we've kind of been saying, but this is the first podcast and we got, uh, one, honestly, only one comment from the one one that went up, but I always think it's better to kind of address. So, um, I mean, (laughs) I don't even necessarily know what there is to say. Black Lives Matter. That's a given here. Right. Um, If you don't believe that, you're not welcome here. So go ahead and leave. And also choke on a dick and go fuck yourself. She said it. Um, And uh, to my black brothers and sisters, we are strong. I love you. And like... We, I mean, it's like other people try to demean the things that we say and talk down, but we know that our voices will rise. And I'm thankful for people like Megan, who I'm going to say is an ally um, for standing up for what's right. Um, And this should not be a political issue at all. This is a issue um, that is about life and the rights of people about for human beings and so if you have a problem with that with saying that black lives matter then you need to look into your own heart uh because that means that you have you're racist that there's no other there's no other way to put that but you're racist and if you don't think that you're racist it's eternal internalized racism if you don't know what that is go look it up very well said and this is like you said this is not the place for that this is not the place for uh educating you and teaching you if you want to be educated and you need some assistance with that you are more than welcome to come over to my instagram but this is not that place 
Also, um, Google's right there. Like, oh, it uh, takes the same amount of time that you can go to her Instagram. Dare I say to, less time? Less time. Where you can go to Google and find the specific problem that you have. Find scholarly articles about it. Like, this isn't something that's, like, hard. No, it's not. And I think that's something that's really um, eye-opening and uncomfortable for a lot of white people is that it feel it for a lot of people right now it is feeling hard and that is like a moral question of oh why does this feel hard mm-hmm. and that is systemic racism and I go into it a ton um and it is and the reason why I'm saying you can go to my Instagram which also if you message me on Instagram and ask a question the first thing I'm going to respond to you and say is google it um is that uh this is this podcast and like the calls that we have and there is is some educating that is done here, but this is a human rights issue and it is a moral issue. And I don't even think it's an issue. Like, I just think like it, like the fact that it is even up for debate or like conversation is completely fucking disgusting. And we're, we're not entertaining that here at all. Um, and, uh, I would also like to say, um, I personally would also love if people didn't message you shit. (laughs) Like I, 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 the things that I've gotten mostly is people just like they're pushing their white guilt on me by apologizing and uh, saying weird, inappropriate, tasteless things to me, pushing their racism or their family's racism onto me. I don't want to hear that shit at all. And this is mostly coming for, from people that I don't know. Some people I know too, but mostly from people that I don't know. Doing a push-up challenge for my mental health <laughs> and tagging me in it along with other black people that you don't know, it's not okay. Like, at all. Push-up challenge for mental health awareness. Yes. That's with the Kesha song. The Kesha song that's about, like, you know, like, praying for my abuser to, like, be a better person. Yeah. Yeah, um, tasteless. Think about, think, think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Really. Think about what you're doing. Take a breather. Take a minute process mm-hmm. before you fucking hit send um or don't so, even hit send i don't know you don't hit send. no don't hit send don't do it <sighs> well um we'll have any relevant links i that in the description for anyone who wants to like, get involved uh and you have to get involved <laughs> it's a human rights issue and you have to if you listen to our mm-hmm. podcast Otherwise, you are not welcome here and you are not a little fucker. You're a fucking racist dickhead. So silence um, is part of the issue. If you don't feel right speaking up, that's your problem and you're racist. If you mm -hmm. make excuses for people that don't speak up, you're part you're enabling what they're doing and you're part of the problem. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Shireen's had a great uh, response to a I think it was a a tweet or if Facebook? It, did it happen today? No, this was a while ago. Okay, but she, she I think, sent me something today too. So <laughs> this <laughs> one she had just coming up. 
she had just responded to something I she responded to a comment I think it was mm-hmm. a comment on my Instagram and she said silence is violence and that is like a it's a very true statement and mm-hmm. I think people think of like oh I want to come across like smart and educated and I'm like okay so then do a Google search before do a quick Google search, but how are you getting smart and educated on this topic sitting on your fucking ass saying, I'm not going to say anything. And you also, also, all you have to say something too, that you've seen somebody else say. And all you have to say is black lives matter. And if my whole thought process is if you are someone, which I don't agree with this, but I'm like, if you have to step away and learn and educate yourself, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm saying I stand for Black Lives Matter. I'm going to take the next couple days to read this book, to watch this movie, and I will be back with more. I will be back like more well-educated on this subject, and I'm ready to discuss this and talk to my racist friends and family. But not like, you'll see me in three months when I feel like this has died down, and now I can post my like normal stuff. Right. Here's a picture of my food. Thanks. No. Thank you. No, we don't need to fucking see that. Also, okay. this isn't a memeable moment either for you. Like, the death of people is not memeable. So don't use this to build your clout either. I think that's it. I mean, the first call is about racism too, so <laughs> buckle well, up. Buckle up, bitches. We're getting ready. This is Don't Play Me an Advice podcast. You guys didn't know. If you didn't know, imagine this is the first podcast you stumble upon. And it's like, wow. Well, we'll know. We'll know. We're getting the real ones. Um, so if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, the phone number is 310-694-0976 and international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. So let's get on into it. So I am a Sagittarius moon and, and moon and sun, and I'm a Taurus rising. Um, the person I'm talking about is a Virgo. Um, and so the, so I have a best, I had a best friend. Um, and so last year about, uh, during the summer, uh, it was one of the reasons why we kind of stopped our friendship was because like she was being very ignorant and I'm a black woman. She's Salvadorian and her parents are immigrants. Um, she was being very ignorant about black issues and like things like don't say the N word, even if it's in a song, it's not that hard. Right. Um, but apparently it is to a lot of people, but, um, and so we just had a conversation about that, um, at the end of summer last year, um, by the way, we're both in college, um, we go to different colleges, but we're both, um, college students. Um, and so we just had a conversation about it because it was really bothering me. Like, I can't have you be my best friend and be saying these things as if it's okay. Nor did I say it was okay, nor do I say it around her. So I'm like, I don't know where you got this idea from. But um, the reason we kind of broke our, our stopped our friendship or cut each other off was because, um, after, like around October, she just said really ignorant things about her roommate and dumb and dehumanizing things, and she was just trying to be like, "I'm not dehumanizing her." And I'm like, "Girl, you literally called her an animal. You can't call someone an animal as if you're above them." And it was just like babbling to me because I was like, "Girl, you are a minority. You are a woman. You are a woman of color. Like, they're, they're, all the odds are stacked up against you, girl." <laughs> Especially in the Trump era. So, like, I don't know where you got this thing that you thought you had privilege in this world, but you don't. I'm sorry. And so it was, like, a whole big argument on the phone. Um, and so, like, we decided to, like, end our friendship. Um, long story short, like, I had her Instagram information in my phone, um, and, and she was just like, oh, like, I really think you need to get off the Instagram, right? Things that I should do, right? 
the, 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 the Sagittarius, the petty, the, the Taurus in me was just like, oh, hell no. You tell me what to do. Now I'm going to fuck your shit up, right? I didn't fuck your shit up. I was just, like, doing too much. I was just being petty, immature. I know. I got it. Um, so, like, last year in January, logged off the phone. It was good. Like, I was, like, trying to, you know, better myself, right? Lately in this quarantine, like, everybody's been having dreams and feeling really anxious. Lately, my dreams have been, like, she's been involved in it and we've been friends. Um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, I'm just a little nervous. My question is, I don't know what to do. Is this something where I just need to cut her off for good and, like, just never speak to her again? And I understand the reasons why. But I just keep feeling this urge that I need to talk to her. And maybe that's because she's been my best friend for the last 15 years. Help me, please. Thank you. She's a Virgo, by the way. I think I said that. Bye. Hmm. Hmm. Um... You already, you, yeah, I think you do. If she's not good for you emotionally, she obviously doesn't care about your needs. Um, She's racist, even if you didn't say it. And if she doesn't believe it, just because somebody is another person of color, that doesn't make them non-racist. Um. I would just, you just need to cut her completely out of your life. Um, and I don't think the dreams mean anything. Like, dreams are just things that our brain conjure up. They're not actual facts about life or anything. I think what you want is closure. And that is what you're asking. Do you need to get closure? Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds really right to me. And I think... Uh, 15 years of friendship is a really, really long time and not in the sense that you need to honor that friendship, mm-hmm. but in the sense that it's going to take you a really long time to get over this like friendship loss because it's losing a best friend and losing a best friend because she's been racist. You've called her out on it and she's continued to do it. Like that is like so many traumatic blows that I think I think you'll probably dream about her for a a good amount of time. I think like you're still processing all of it. And I think holding on to the good memories that you did have. And especially if you guys became friends when you were younger, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, I don't know, like, like it can be a lot of things that you either thought she would grow out of or that she grew into. And it was very different than the person that you knew. Um, But it is not, I mean, you don't need me to tell you that it's not your responsibility to, like, deal with that and educate her and, like, give her uh, give her the benefit of the doubt or anything like that. But I truly do just think that you need to treat it like a breakup, like a romantic breakup versus just a friend breakup. I think friend breakups like that are harder, like, yeah. so much harder to get over She's so, been part of your life most of your life. Like, she and, probably felt like family to you. Mm-hmm. But she's toxic. Yeah. And I would urge you, I mean, there's all of those, like, stages of, like, grief of, like, getting over friendships and stuff like that. I would urge you as much as you can to, like, maybe even write down 
all of the things that you don't like about her and all of the bad parts of your friendship and think back like not just these very obvious, awful racist issues, but think back to like other, even just like little things or things when you were younger and all of that stuff and look back at it every time you're like thinking about her, you want to reach out to her or something like that. Um, and just remind yourself, like, I think you need to be, I think you need to get mad at her again. I think Mm -hmm. right now you miss her. And I think maybe you need to get mad again. Like you did when you guys ended the friendship. Um, And I think, yeah, because I think you're probably just at the missing her stage and she doesn't deserve you to miss her. Like, and I think it's valid that you do, but her not being in your life is leaving room for somebody else who's going to be way fucking better in your life. Mm -hmm. It's a shitty friend. It's not even a friend. It's not a friend. She doesn't value anything that you say and you tell her that what she says hurts you and she doesn't care. That's fucked up. Like, that's next level fucked up. Also, I am just highly curious um, for any listeners out there. Please just, like, slide into our DMs or comment on the YouTube stream. Do people not listen to radio edits of songs that, like, have... Is that... I'm not, like... That's, like, what I, like, I have... I don't think most people... I think most people listen. They download on their phone the explicit versions. Oh, because I was like, you could, there's the non-explicit versions. But that's not the ones that they want to listen to. And so they think that since it's in a song, that it gives them a free pass. But, like, you cannot say the lyrics of a song. Like, there's some songs that I don't say certain words in. Like, you, you can censor yourself. I saw this video of this girl, and she was a black girl. And it was like, I don't even, I think it might have been, I don't even want to misspeak, but it was a rap song that was like super fast and mm-hmm. she did the whole thing and didn't say the n-word one time and she was like if I can do it you can do it yeah well I mean I even think about it in the sense that you're saying there's like you can there are rap songs or any songs that some people won't sing like if you think of like very uh like macho like cis hetero dudes like will not sing a song that involves like like if it's about a guy, like they won't mm-hmm. sing something if it's like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to blow it, it, it or like something that's like too vulgar or too raunchy that like can be like, oh, this is gay. Like this yeah. is blah. you won't sing that. But like, but I just always thought I always think it's so odd because I've only ever listened to the not explicit versions of songs. Mm. And I had mentioned that to Mots and he was like, I don't actually know like he's like I didn't I like never really he's like I don't sing that ever but he's like I never really thought of that as like a why aren't these like kids on TikTok dancing to like uh these white kids on TikTok like why Mm -hmm. aren't you what like what and also most of the time like first of all because because they think it's cool you should love black people as much as you love black culture and if you don't, you have no respect for it and you're racist. No, it's it's 100% true. I just, I always think it's funny to think of like, um, I don't know, I love coming back at like the arguments with people. I'm like, you literally have a version right here. So yeah. now I know the reason why you're doing it is because you're racist. Mm-hmm. But like now what's going to be your answer when I've given you this one? Like, yeah. do you have one? Do you fucking have one? But um, also, I would like to say there are some songs that the radio edits are hilarious. Like, they're so much funnier and, like, 
I'm into it. Like there, cause they'll censor. I mean, there's some explicit versus non like levels of explicit songs, but there are some that like, I forget which one it was, but there was some Usher song that made it. It was like chef's kiss. Like the radio <laughs> edit was fucking hilarious. And I was like, yeah, Usher did not write this to be this way. Yeah. But there's some songs that like, I'll know it, like, especially from childhood, I'll know the the radio version and then I'll be older and listen to the explicit version I'm like this song is disgusting <laughs> it's so much better the other way <laughs> I don't I can't remember what song there is but there's an exact one that I had that exact same thing with where I'm like I don't remember this as a kid and then I got older and I was like the fuck is this I thought it was some wholesome song I listened to on the way to school in seventh grade the fuck is this nasty shit uh, so funny oh okay. um well, should we go on to the next one? Hi, um, I'm Maria, and I'm in Aries, just in case that matters. Um, I'm 20 years old, and I'm having some relationship trouble. I was recently talking to a guy I met off Tinder for about a month. However, we do know some mutual people from high school. Um, he had made it seem like he wanted a relationship with me. He would tell me how he's never met someone he's had such a good connection with. And I agreed because we had a lot of the same views from past conversations that we had. Um, he brought me a flower, which he knew was my favorite one on our first date. And we went out for six hours, which it went really well. And he even asked me on a second one. Um, we were texting per usual, flirty and whatnot. And he texted me a couple hours later and said, basically, never mind. And he couldn't pursue a relationship because of things that he's dealing with. Um, I guess I'm just in shock and I'm struggling with dealing um, with future relationships and how I'm going to trust anyone again. Um, I've dealt with a situation like this in the past and I let it go on for almost a year where it was off and on again. So my question for you guys would be, how can you tell when a guy is being genuine? Because apparently I have a tendency to get up, caught up in what they say and end up getting blindsided in the end. Thank you so much. And I love listening to your podcast. You guys are amazing. Bye. It is hard because it is like, I don't know. It's once you know, you're good and you'll know from that point on and you won't get into this kind of thing again. But until you learn that, it's like essentially, and I honestly don't even know how you learn it without getting like without just being jaded and having that be a huge influence. Um, I... I think my first advice would be if you have a friend who is like us, uh, you have a friend who kind of tells you how it is and doesn't sugarcoat and is really straightforward with you, I would get their input once you start texting this guy, like any guy that you're talking to and have them kind of suss it out. Or if you have a friend who's like dealt with a lot of fuckboys, but I would also screenshot all of the texts from this previous dude and compare him to the next guys that you're dating. Because I think there's a lot of things that sound that we can kind of, we can hear one thing, and this is not bad. We all fucking do this. We can hear one statement and that statement can sound pretty close to what we want it to sound like. And it's really easy mm. to make it sound like that in our head. And more often than not, we're also reading into like 
actions of, oh, well, he brought me up like a flower and we were wearing, we we're weighing these. I think actions speak louder than words once you're dating, but I think words speak so fucking loud once when you're just like in that courting stage, because like every guy or not every guy, but a ton of guys will be like, no, I really see like a future with you. But then if he's not texting you or is like not really responding as much, if you can, if you're having to use his actions or his words to justify the other, that's kind of a, hmm, sounds like a fuck boy. But I think the biggest thing is if it sounds, if he's saying everything that you want to hear and it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. And I think that it can feel, I mean, the media's whole goal is to like make women feel like shit. Like it is, it is, uh, you shouldn't have hair on your body. You're too big. You're too small. Like your hair is too flat. It needs to be bigger. It's too long. It's too short. Like it is, everything needs to be fixed and everything is wrong. And so we have these unrealistic and unattainable beauty standards. And then we also have not a ton of mental health support. So you have all of that combined. And I think it just, it essentially just breeds us, or at least for me and my own experience to like, then go out kind of into the dating world. And then you're seeking validation from these other people and that they say these things that make it feel like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. This is what it's like in the movies. This is how it's supposed to be. But your first date with someone they should, it should be just as much as you getting to know them as them getting to know you. And if they're like all about you on the first date, they don't know you. Yeah. And that to me, that is a, that's a routine and that's a move. Like, I think if you go on a first date and you have like an amazing mind blowing first date and it's like so fucking fantastic and like neither of you expected it, I totally understand if you can be like, oh wow, crazy, amazing connection. But I think that preempt, that preemptive planning of a first date where it feels so smooth and so slick and you're being like courted essentially when in reality he should be also getting to know you to decide if he likes you too. Mm -hmm. I think if you go into a first date and the dude already likes you, he's already doing that with every other bitch. Yeah. The hard thing is that we, there's a lot of information missing from, um, we don't know what you said, what he said. Um, the specifics of like what the date was. It could have been like they went to the movies. At the movies, you're just sitting next to somebody and maybe he enjoyed the movie and then he got home. He's like, I don't think I really like her. Oh, I also think he got back together with his ex-girlfriend or he's hooking up with somebody else. I think also gave him the, the green light. I think if you've had two bad experiences like this and you're like... I don't mean to sound negative, but I think the more that you can treat this as like a learning experience and like, a oh, cool. Thank you for teaching me this. Now I have this under my pocket to keep in mind the next time I go out with someone versus feeling like you're having to like look over your shoulder and like be so like, oh, no, this is going to happen again. I think if you can take this as empowering information versus like debilitating information, I think you will go you'll you'll be able to take in these dates a little bit more because these dudes do fucking exist. And the reason, the way that you figure out if they're shitty or not, like any of your friends who's like, has a good fuck boy sensor is because they've fucked a lot of fuck boys. Like you don't, I don't think that we can necessarily give you any like full on cheat code, but just know that it's, it happens a lot. And it's something that 
It's like a muscle. It's something that you're going to learn and you're always going to get better. And it's never a waste of your time. And every shitty date that you go on or guy who kind of like ghosts you or like screws you over, they're only meaningless if you don't learn anything from them. Also, how many guys are you dating? Because it seems like you're, it, it was just those two guys over the course of a year. So, like, if you're only dating one or two guys every now and again, the chances of you getting a shitty guy, it's going to be higher, way higher, yeah. because you're not casting your net wide enough. You got to put your 10,000 hours in. Yeah. But I would also say a good a good rule of thumb is um, go on once you if you like match with some guy, go on three dates in a week. And then you can also compare and contrast of like, are all of these guys saying the same thing? Is one now coming across more genuine than the other? I think it can be a little easier to not get caught up in the moment and the romance of all of it when you can literally like compare and contrast pie chart shit. And also if his name is like, you know, any of those typical fuckboy names, that's like a hard pass. And a mirror pick. A shirtless mirror pick. Out. Put it in your spank bank, but mm-hmm. don't date him. No. No, 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 no. <sighs> okay. Should we go on to the next? Yeah. Hi. Um, so I'm just calling to get some advice for myself and my mom and sister, um, I'll, I'll, I'll explain the situation. Um, it's just, it's really weird. Um, so, like, I'm pretty close to my mom and my sister. Um, just for context, I'm 21 and my sister's about to turn 20. Um, it's just, like, they come to me with a lot of their problems. And a lot of it is about each other. And they have a very weirdly unhealthy but healthy relationship. It's hard to explain. Um, my sister has a two-year-old daughter, about to be three, with a POS human being, um, which caused a lot of stuff to my sister, like, there's a lot of not good stuff mentally, and my mom had a lot of that happening to her when she was younger, and the difference is that when my mom, like, when that happened my mom, she was taught, you know, push it down, and my sister wants to talk about it and wants to but my mom doesn't know how to do that. So they have a lot of communication problems. And so right now my mom and my sister are raising this kid and my sister, you know, is the parent and she wants to be the only parent, but she has yet to finish high school, which, you know, good for her to keep going for it. But they both keep coming to me with problems about each other. And it's like they want me to fix their problems kind of and it's, I keep telling them I don't want to get in the middle of it I don't want to pick sides um, and then they get mad at me or frustrated I should say uh, when I don't tell each other about what the other said about them um, and my sister's trying to move out and she cannot that's a call um, they cannot like, she can't um, support herself if she moves out and yeah, I don't know. I just would like some advice on, you know, how do I handle this and still be supportive of them without getting in the middle of it and maybe what they should do. They both refuse to go to therapy, um, which I think they should. Um, or I suggest a journal conversation or just put it down and working through their anger. But 
I don't know. They just don't listen, but yet they take out their frustration on me. But thank you guys. Oh God. Yeah. I don't envy you. I don't either. Being in the middle. Um, I mean, like, my mom does this, but it's usually over stupid petty shit. Is like whoever's her favorite that week. That's who she's going to complain about. <laughs> well, no, whoever made her mad that week, then the other person's her favorite, and then she's going to complain about that person. But it's like over stupid shit that we get over in a few days. But this is major. There's a lot of layers to this because your mom is essentially still taking care of your sister and the child so she feels like she needs to mom both of them um and then your sister on the other hand is a mother yet she can't financially support herself she hasn't finished high school yet um but she has a child so in your sister's if your sister didn't have this child then I don't think she would feel like an adult you know the yeah. child is what what is making her feel like an adult. And so she wants to be treated like an adult when she doesn't take care of a full spectrum of adult responsibilities. I'm sorry you're in the middle of this. Um, you're doing everything that you can do. Um, you're giving them all the tools that they can have. Um, and like you said, they want you to fix it. But like you can't fix it if they don't actually want to get the help Mm -hmm. um so i would i if this was me i would be like look i love you i love you you guys love each other we all love each other but like if you really love me and if you really love each other you'll fix this with somebody that's equipped to fix this i don't have the tools you're causing a mental burden for myself so if you actually want this fix, if you're serious about fixing this relationship, you guys need to get professional help or at the bare minimum, write, write down everything that is frustrating you without the about the other person. So then you can communicate openly. Yeah, I I am so on board with all of that. I think I and I also don't have I have a half brother, but it's not I don't want to call he's him. way older. Yeah, he's and not. So like, you didn't grow up together. No. Um, so I'm, I can't, I, I'm, my advice might be like super far off. Um, but you sound so incredibly reasonable. And like Melissa said, I think both of, I think your mom and your sister both have solid points. I think Mm -hmm. your mom, you also mentioned that your mom, like she said that like, she's gone through this like similar kind of stuff. So she's seeing herself in her daughter a lot. And so she's trying to prevent and fix any mistakes that she did vicariously Mm -hmm. through her daughter and that never goes unnoticed like no matter how subtle you think it is it becomes really controlling because I think your mom's having a hard time um it can be really hard to communicate that because you get it's like if it's hysterical, it's historical. Like you get worked up, you see this thing happening and you're like, let me just fix it. Let me go, like, let me get this. But your sister has to learn her own lessons. Otherwise she's just going to be, and it sounds like she is really resistant, like resisting a lot to what your mom is saying and doing. And I wonder if that is because your mom is not like, you know how like when you want someone to do something like, and you like make them think it's their idea and like Mm -hmm. give them that idea. I think in this case, it might be that 
your mom has, I mean, she obviously has more invested in this because it's her daughter, but it also feels like, oh, this is my chance to fix the things that I, I like went through or I did or things that I wish I would have learned and wish I would have known, but she needed to learn them and know them. And so does your sister. Um, I would suggest coming at it from the place of your niece. It was a do- it was, I think she said daughter. Or kid. So. Okay. Let's niece or nephew or non-binary little cutie. Um, come at it from the place of this is a situation that we're in right now. And we are so happy that we have this member of our family. And obviously tensions have run really high, but they're at an age now where they we need to get this solved and we need to have a good process and a good system at home because they're grow this is how they're growing up and i don't want them to grow up in an energy from in a place that feels really tense or it feels really split in the middle um as somebody who grew up in a thing like that obviously this is a very different kind of situation but i think if you can go about it on come at it from your side and the kid, because I think that's the two things that they both care about. And I would say to them, you both can be right and you both can be wrong. And I think that you both have like really great points. And I want to learn how we can do this better. And I have signed us all up for a family therapy session. And all three of you are there because a therapist will also be I think if you have you you are the mediator between them and I think if you are in a therapy session with them not all, maybe not like forever but even just for the first couple ones the therapist can also you will be a part of the conversation mm-hmm. and you will be there to be like well this is this this is this this is where I'm at in the middle and I don't know what to do and I can help out in that sort of sense um I would really, really encourage that if you can. And maybe if that seems not happening, (laughs) this sounds like manipulative as shit, but this is the shit that I used to do when I was a kid is like asking for that kind of like, I don't know, empathetic, uh, more like not sad, but kind of like heartstring stuff. I ask for it for your birthday. Be like, Mm -hmm. for my birthday, all I want is this. That is literally all I want please. Um, and maybe it's also you, I don't know if you're in therapy, but if you are in therapy, maybe it's you going to a family counselor alone and being like, how can I get my sister and my mom in here with me? And you can kind of be equipped with the tools for that. Because I do think the most important thing for you is your mental health, because there's no way that you can, first of all, there's no nothing, you, you know, that there's nothing really, you're, nothing really you can do. You're just like the pawn in between. But I think you need to focus on your mental health. And if they're not willing to go to therapy, I definitely think that you should. And your therapist could even give you some like really great tools on approaching it day by day, like each specific incident. And then even if it's just like fucking ranting to your therapist for like 50 minutes after like a rough week with them and really being able to like let it all out and vent and then feel a little less a little less like there's all this pressure on you to Mm -hmm. like fix everybody else. It can be about you, but I don't envy you, but I will say I do like when you are Melissa, you, Melissa are the, Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the least favorite child of the week. Oh, it's a lot. 
It's my favorite. It's like, I'm like, what's up? You're like, my, no, it's just, no, my, I'm always texting my sister. I'm the least favorite this week. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. You also like, you text, like you talk, like your personality, people don't know your personality, but like, I think if someone, if, if like our listeners read our text messages and like, you'd be like, oh, I had to, like, I can hear it. Like I can yeah. so hear it. So it's fucking funny. No, I mean, I like the 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 shit that you were texting your parents when like quarantine first started. I'm like, yeah. I'm reading the screenshots. I like, forgot to hear it in your voice. You. Oh my god, they were so <laughs> funny, so fucking funny. Made me laugh. Uh, oh. Okay, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, let's get into the next one. Hey, guys. I have a little bit of a problem. I don't know if it's a problem or not. I guess you will tell me, but everybody I'm trying to date always says, you look like so much fun, but I don't want to look like fun. I want to look like somebody who these guys could have a future with and date but I have all these people telling me I look like fine and they just want to hook up and it's just really bad for my self-esteem because yes I am fun I that's me but I'm just not taken seriously when it comes to dating at all and I don't know how I can present myself in a way that makes it seem like I'm approachable but I'm also trying to get cuffed like I've hooked up with a lot of people just because I don't know why <laughs> too much but yeah how how do I be less fun how do I be more dateable I don't really know but I've had so many failed relationships because they just want to chill and I'm a really chill person so I guess I give off that that vibe but I also just want to settle down but everybody I'm talking to hits me with the you seem like so much fun or worse you're a cool girl like I hate it so how do I change should I change let me know bye Dude, I know that this is like a problem for you, but I am lightweight jealous. No one's ever been like, you no, look like fun. Nobody said that to me ever. I'm offended. <laughs> like, you know, what? like that means you look like you're going to be like a good fucking time in bed. Yeah. Like it's a compliment and I totally understand. It's why, a compliment, like, but like also it's not. No, exactly. And it's not what you want. It's, it, it's yeah. a compliment if it's what you want to hear. And like, I think it'd be... I don't know. I think it's it, it's flattering, but it doesn't get you any closer to like what you want at all. And it also is kind of like, yeah, it's like kind of, it's a it's a gross kind of comment. But like I'm 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 a Leo, so I'm I've, like no one's ever called me fun I've and never, cool. That's the thing I've never heard this before. It's interesting. Like I what, I, I, I wish you would. I know we stay like anonymous around here but i wish you would have sent over a picture, a picture? you could have put like a emoji over your face like what does fun look like i can tell you what fun looks like Big um, i can tell you what that's so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell it's what straight head like these it's i'm gonna call them let's call them simple 
dudes. Simps. Well, that's a Simp. different thing. Oh, yeah. The fuck mm. it, that's Monza's new favorite fucking slang, by the way. He, I like, put it in my s- one of my scripts. One uh, of the ones I finished last week. I put that. I call, yes. didn't call some call. Somebody called that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but like, it's this this kind of guy who like sends a a like like sends like the same like hey girl you up text messages like this is like you look like fun is a fuck boy thing to say and a fuck boy is going to say that to a girl who in their mind which is incorrect is like you're presenting yourself in a way that they think, oh, she's doing this because she wants to have sex with me. Mm. Not like she's doing this because like she's hot and she's confident and she's great. Fun is going to, in my mind, in my experience, because I've had, I, I've never been called fun, but I've had friends who have been called fun. I've been friends with guys who have like dated, like hooked up with a girl. It's like, oh, she looks like fun or she's just fun. She looks like a good time. Yeah. That it's, I've heard. It's okay. that. It's it. that. And it's a mix of confidence it's a mix of chill and them being sexually attracted to you and I think that those those traits are not something you need to work on at all those are great fucking things you don't need to change anything about you you need to filter these dudes better and if a guy calls you fun out not about it and don't, I, don't entertain it at all. Like, don't go on dates with them. Don't hook up with them just because you, unless you like just want to hook up with them. But you know that they're just a guy that you want to throw away. Unless you just see him as fun. Yeah. Don't. Exactly. And it's it's uh, it, it, it kind of sounds like it's like a fuck boy meets a fuck girl. And he's like, I know I don't have to put in the work with her. Yep. So let me just say what I want from her and get it and then we both can move on because that's all she wants from me too. Mm-hmm. I would also do some like reflecting internally and if chill is a term that you have given yourself and that you pride yourself on and that you really like about yourself or if it is a compliment that a guy gave you that you feel like has to affirm this part of you that maybe was like a little bit there, but not so much. And now you have to feel like you have to hold up this expectation of being like a chill, cool girl. Because uh, that, I think that compliment can be, that can fuck with you. Like it can fuck with you because it essentially, I just like love how chill you are. And most of the time someone saying that is very early on. We haven't gotten in an argument yet. You don't know me all that well. Mm -hmm. And now I'm feeling like you've put this barrier up into what the threshold of my reaction and my feelings can be. But because you've deemed me as chill, so therefore, whatever you think chill is, I must fall under those categories and react accordingly how you see fit. But we're not having a conversation. I do think it is, uh, I don't think it's necessarily always an intentional misogynistic kind of comment, but the opposite of Saying like, wow, you're such a chill girl is the equivalent of saying you're not like other girls. Other girls are crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a very, uh, I think it's so ingrained in our society, like certain phrases and words and things like that, that people don't necessarily know that uh, you could have definitely like dated someone who was really intense and was a lot and was like manipulative and like had a what had um like attachment issues and like all of that sort of stuff. But um that also 
then that's not everybody. And so then if you have this one bad experience, then you take it on to like give somebody else that kind of compliment. Um, I don't think it's necessarily always intended to be misogynistic, but I think it is a lot of the time. Um, and I would say, I mean, my, my first, I would, if you've been like, I hate the phrase, like one of the dudes, like you've been that like friend, cool girl, like we're fun. Like I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think the, the key is get out of that circle when you're starting Mm -hmm. to date people. Um, because I mean, I think we can obviously all grow and evolve and change and like see that in other people too. But I think maybe these groups of like dudes can't, and they're like just seeing you as one specific thing. Um, and then for dating apps, like you said, don't even respond to a guy who says that. I would also say, I know I have it in my book that says the, um, things that you should put on your, like how to like make your dating app profile. Great. Um, I would, I would look at what your pictures are. And I say this in like a, I'm not going to like say like, don't have your boobs out. Like have your fucking, like do whatever, like fucking rock them titties. Like when I have big boobs lived for them being out, I'm all for a good titty free the nip, but more along the lines of make sure that every picture that you have is a representation of you that you are doing because it's something you really like about you. Not that you think other people are going to like about you. And I, my, always my rule of thumb is I don't think you need to have drinking pictures on your dating profile Mm -hmm. because I think your profile should be, here are the core things about me or here are the core things that like I want you to really get a sense of and let her like the first or like these, these things that like are the most prevalent parts of who I am. And if I don't think drinking is one that you'd need to show, I think it's assumed I'm assuming you drink. I'm assuming you do that. I'm assuming you party, but like if it says in your profile, it usually says, do you drink? Are you a drinker? So like, if it's already in your, if you already have it in a profile that you drink, you don't have to show pictures that that's something that you're doing. Yeah. And I think if like uh, on the reverse side, when I was on dating apps and I saw a dude and his like he had two pictures or even honestly just one of him like bottle service in Vegas at a club. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is prevalent in your personality. This is prevalent in who you are. And I'm not like that. So nah. So I don't think that you I think now that you know that you're fun and you're a good time, I don't think your profile needs to reflect that aspect of it. I think that you can just really, and maybe, maybe it already does. Maybe you're just coming across these like absolute shit dudes, but I think that you can, um, yeah, focus on stuff about you that you really like. It makes you feel really confident and really good and not, yeah, maybe some things about you or like some, like, yeah, some aspects of you that like other people don't necessarily give you, like your friends compliment you on that not these dudes do, like something that you can kind of take it away from uh, pleasing them. Um, But yeah, I think we should add this. You look like fun. You look like a good time. You're so cool. You're so chill. Needs to be added to uh, our list of things that fuck boys say Mm -hmm. that we know and how we can tell that they're a fuck boy. I just like... I've always wanted to be like told that I look like fun or a good time or cool. <laughs> what was your like? What was your um, like? Not not in the like. I you always your... get the 
why aren't you in the relationship? You're so cool. And then like, it was like a lot of dudes. It was like a long time where it would be like dudes in relationships were the only guys that were coming up to me and wanted me to be like their reason for getting out of their relationships. You and Lily both. That's Lily. Like, I don't know if Lily's ever like dudes in relationships love love her yeah and both of you are very chill ah see that's what it is mm-hmm. that's what that that attraction of that is is that oh i'm with a girl she's so crazy she's the worst even though i'm the one pursuing somebody yep. else in a relationship and so then you become like that fucking epitome shrine of everything that she's not because you're so cool and chill okay should we go on to the next yeah i have boyfriend we've been dating for two and a half years living together since about october um he's always been a gamer it's more of a social thing to do with his friends he has different friend groups and he always has to kind of make time for each of them and they're most of them are laid off but he isn't and he doesn't want to feel left out of gaming and it's also a big stress reliever for him since his current job is um now online and he doesn't really like that um it changed his job a whole lot and it's not as fun for him he doesn't really enjoy it and it stresses him out a lot. Um, he is laid, or I, sorry, I'm laid off. He isn't. He works from home and has less work hours than before, but he still wants to game more. He's been gaming a lot more than he usually does, just based on his friends wanting to game more, I guess. Um, he created a schedule because he was so stressed out. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he spends about 25 hours gaming. 17 hours with me Friday he games for about two hours then hangs with me and then Saturday's like a work day catch up on I don't know chores hang out with me um just kind of a busy day and then Sunday is a gaming day where he literally just spends the entire day gaming which is totally fine um he's always had Sunday as a gaming day um but lately it's been an actual full day (laughs) not just the night um but that's fine uh He's really stressed and trying to balance everything. And gaming seems to be a big stress reliever for him. Side note, he's so stressed out that he has no sex drive, which is very, very unusual for him. Um, He told me that. And he... I don't really have anything I can do for hours on end, so I've been kind of going crazy because I feel like I always need to do stuff. And I'm not the type of person that can just spend all day watching Netflix and be happy. I don't know. It just... I... I need to do things, so I've been trying to be productive, but it's really hard. Um, also kind of wish he would just choose to hang out with me more than he games, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, any advice would be appreciated. Any ideas for more hobbies I can pick up? I'm trying to learn French, but yeah, any advice would be appreciated. Je m'appelle. Um, I mean, I looked it up. She said Monday through Wednesday or Monday through Thursday. He's like gaming for all of those hours. Um... That's like over six hours a day. She said he's spending 25 hours a week gaming, 17 a week? hours a week with her. Seven. Okay, wait. Okay, so 25 hours a week gaming. That's five or I'm assuming that's divided by like she means work week because then she specified Sunday he games all day. Right? Yeah. So, 20, so 25 divided by five. That's five, Megan. Why'd you fucking look that up? <laughs> you um, knew it though. I know I clicked. <laughs> you yes. know the fives? 
no, I no, I literally already I clicked it and then it said five. Oh, and then I go, I knew this. It. Um, it was really as it was happening, though. And so it, then it, it. 17 hours with you. How many? OK, so there's 20, 24 hours in a day times seven. There's 168 hours. No one can give me shit for this, by the way. I'm not good at math. 168 hours in a week. And he's spending 25 at least gaming and then 17 with you and then the weekend then he's chores. got like a what chores yeah okay and then also sleeping i mean okay i am very I'll say lucky. I'm all about gaming. I think gaming is great. Um, I'm specifically very all pro girls who game. I think it's, you know, awesome. All about it. Uh, but I am not a gamer and I am a highly anxious person and games really fucking stress me out. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy that I'm not in a relationship with someone who games a ton. Mott's literally got his first gaming console. And um I don't think ago. yeah. I don't <laughs> you think you didn't finish the sentence. Oh, I did. <laughs> he got his first one a couple weeks ago, uh, when quarantine all started. Um and I think I think you're being too nice. <laughs> like he's calculated the amount of hours and he is spending almost 10 more hours gaming than hanging out with you and you are unemployed and bored as fuck and I am like you I cannot fucking sit and watch Netflix like I need to do shit I need to like whether it's productive or not like I am just like I need to do shit like I get so fucking bored and I would be really resenting if like my partner was just at the house with me choosing not to hang out but I don't know I don't, it doesn't necessarily sound like you've even expressed this to him. See, I disagree. Well, that's because you love your own fucking space. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm you're like not 17, like her. 17 hours a week, that sounds great. <laughs> no. But, like, I can understand if you're not doing anything, but I think you need to get your own things to be doing. Like... You, for example, have your puzzles. She doesn't. She says, I want to learn French, but she's not doing French. Like if, if there are things that you want to do, actively pursue them, because I think if you're doing those other things, you're not going to if you have your own shit going on, then it's not him doing his shit isn't going to weigh as much because he's not he's working and he's playing his games and he's not having sex with you. And so well, those those are the issues. So like. Maybe, like, look at, like, taking... There's a lot of free online courses. Like, you can do the French. You can, like, for example, I, I'm i like him where I sit down and I schedule out every single hour of the day. Like, every hour. And so um, I have, like, I've started my gardening stuff. I painted all my furniture in my place. I've taken, like, I took, like, a NASA class online. So, like... I feel like you just need to be doing shit and then you won't realize how much time he's spending not with you. But the sex thing is what the real issue is here. And I think that's why you're mad. Well, I also think that I think that you're feeling insecure and that he doesn't want to hang out with you. And I think you need to have a conversation with him about that because I yeah. think you're feeling like sad and neglected and you 
don't want to act like you, you, you feel bad. I don't know if what your prior, I don't know what, like not to be like deep and therapisty. I don't know what your previous relationship experience is like, or what your relationship with your parents is like, but you do sound, um, afraid to ask for kind of what you want and to put your feelings on him and tell him how you're feeling. Uh, and maybe that you're feeling a little bit like, maybe you feel in doing that, that that would be a burden. And that is so not a burden. Sometimes I think it's also really important just to like, especially he sounds like he, he sounds like you, he sounds like he's scheduled every single mm-hmm. thing out and he's factored everything in all together, but maybe he didn't factor in your feelings and maybe you kind of wanted him to do that on his own and he didn't. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that he's like a bad dude or whatever. He sounds very analytical and maybe he wasn't picking up on the fact that like you're kind of sad and upset about it. And you're, uh, you sound like me in the sense that like, if I was in that situation, I would be like, well, obviously I'm upset. You like, and you did this now knowing that I was upset, but it's like, nah, I didn't say that I was upset. So like, I can't say that, you know, that I was upset, but like, I'm just more in tune with like, I can pick up on people's emotions really well. So I think it's so easy in my head. So I would say the first thing that I would do is talk to him about it because a huge part of it might just be that like you need some reassurance from him that like you didn't do anything wrong and that like he's not mad at you and he's not trying to avoid you and he like still wants to hang out with you and all of that stuff. Um, And also it might, you might be giving him like, this is happening with Mott's like a very great excuse if he spread really thin with his friends and he's like, so sorry. Like I, now I got to like, he might love that. He's like, now I can have, to, I can spend more time with you and we can do something that's a little bit more chill. Um, but I would a hundred percent agree with you that you need some, uh, hobbies, but I think the first thing you need to do is talk to him about how you feel. I, I think also, I think there's no reason why you guys shouldn't compromise. Like, I don't like, can't you split the week? So he's spending as many hours with you as he's spending. Like, why doesn't he spend 17 hours a week gaming and 17 hours a week with you and then like sleep some more Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like take care of his mental health some more or something like that. And also he, I think the thing is he's using video games for his mental health. Well, that makes sense. I maybe also have a conversation with him and talk to him and like check in. If you know that he does that and you kind of like leave it at that, um, maybe also it's a good time to like just check in and see like where he's at and like how he is feeling mental health wise. Um, Also, if he's not like streaming the shit and getting money, he needs to start. Like I like imagine how less like upset you'd be if it was like raking in the bills. Um, So do we have we have an update today, an update from Season five, episode 24, uh, the original caller. Well, she is the original caller because this is an update. In the original call, she had been friends with this one gal, but then they stopped being friends. And during that time, the girl started dating her friend's ex. Mm-hmm. And now she's back friends with the girl and she didn't know. And they she broke up. Tell. Yeah, and she should, and she didn't know if she should tell her friend that they dated. So here's okay. an update. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I called a few weeks ago. You guys answered my question about I had dated my ex best friend's ex, and then he and I broke up, and she and I started hanging out again. Well, I'm calling to update you because I was like, okay, I need to grow a pair and just tell her because, um. 
we're about to graduate college and we're kind of both heading the same direction. So it's just like, whatever, not important. But I was like, okay, I'm going to, we were going to grab a beer, um, socially distant. But she texted me really late one night and she was like, okay, I know that this is like a little weird because we've been out of touch for a while, but uh, we had another best friend that we all used to be really close with. We'll call her Shannon. Her name's not Shannon. Um, she was like, I'm actually talking to Shannon's ex-boyfriend. He and I were chatting, and, you know, we hung out a couple times, and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I owe it to her to um, tell her because we're not that close anymore, and they're broken up, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, while we're on this topic, by the way, I dated your ex. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I totally understand why you didn't tell me, like, you're un- you were under no obligation to, like, consider my feelings or tell me when this happened, it would have been weird if you did, but I'm glad it's not open now and, like, no hard feelings. So I thought that it was exciting and a fun positive update for a change because sometimes girls are nasty, and this just reminded me that somebody who has the potential to be a real bitch was very understanding. Um, so, like, maybe that's just maturity. Maybe that's, I don't know, but thought you guys would, you know, I wish that I had had the balls and initiated that, but it kind of just fell into my lap. Um, Thanks for your advice. You know, not all girls are evil. They will well. So, you know, thanks. Girl, you had not all girls are evil. How long have you been listening to this podcast? Right. That is that is not that is not the language we subscribe to here. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. Uh but before that, let's just we've already addressed that part. Um well aren't you fucking curious if your other friend if her other friend is like now dating Shannon's ex-boyfriend like where did that go like I wanted to I'm so curious about that this is like a fucking movie Mm -hmm. like it really fell in your lap wow I like it I mean it made any everything so easy and she couldn't get mad because if she did then she would be a hypocrite so I love when that shit happens yeah it's like oh I'm not mad yeah that's so fucking funny. Also, a socially distanced beer. Maybe they're neighbors. Oh, yeah. I I did that with my friend. We were like 30 feet away, but I went and sat yeah. in her backyard and we both had a beer that on makes Mother's total Day because she wanted a break from her kid on Mother's Day. Fucking valid. Yeah. Wow. And I'm happy. A positive update. Except um, we don't subscribe to the women are girls or women are crazy language here or they suck or anything like that no no we're all about girl positivity yes so um it's just people as a whole suck yeah uh, (laughs) yes people suck girls don't suck girls aren't the worst they're not the like that no men are trash girls aren't crazy but men are suck. all different forms of trash. Yeah. And some are recycling. And mm-hmm. I love a good recycling. Like, save the Reusable. environment. Compost. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yeah. Like, soil. Bringing new life. Like, yeah. trash isn't always bad. But sometimes, like, if they're a hot pile of steaming, like, wet garbage. Garbage? That's bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. But no, like a nice, like neat little, like broken down box where you like cut it all up. Mm -hmm. A sliced thing with all of like the six pack of drinks. Yeah. You slice that up for the dolphins and the turtles. Mm -hmm. Sign me up for that life. 
I want the compost life that you touched on earlier. Oh yeah, because you well, can that's like who you throw end everything, with. Everything you throw everything in the box, plant the seed. Sometimes beautiful things grow from it. Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you're still saving the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's like the scope of like where like what like our goals relationship is like the phases mm-hmm. like or the yeah. stages and the different kinds you go from garbage mm-hmm. and trash I think you do garbage first garbage, and then trash yeah. Yeah. because garbage men garbage boys learn how to be trash you like put the, you put the garbage in a dumpster yeah and then we we have all the things in between and then we go to recycling mm-hmm. and the re, and and recycling may maybe that's where you end recycling is yeah. great it's like it's productive. It's good for the environment. It's a little repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like you always know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And then if you want, you go to the compost right. where that is like your one true love. That's yeah. where we, that's where we belong. Mm-hmm. I think the Virgos would be most happy with like the recycling era. I would love that. Wow. Um, oh. This has been a journey. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's it for our episode guys if you want to call in for an upcoming one you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com what else uh, that's it I don't follow care us on about Instagram. joining the, the no. Facebook group we have anymore. enough people we're on in the like Facebook a, group. a moratorium right now oh yeah, yeah you can follow us on Instagram meganpodcast at gmail.com hopefully by the time that this is out we are at we're staying yeah, at 10,000 followers. At 10K. Because we hit 10,000 followers. Melissa sent it to me. And then I was like, I don't want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. What if like it's not that? And then we went down three followers. And then I followed it on all three of my Finstas. I and did then too. you followed it on your Finstas. So we're in like, we're not in the clear yet. Mm-hmm. We might not have it when I look now or tomorrow. But we would love if you could um, follow us there and keep that 10,000. Um, I also think that it's going to be a prerequisite when we come back with giving people, getting people into the Facebook group. Um, but yeah, it would be lovely and wonderful and great. And, um, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, buy my book. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 